pickles. Other pickles. I will only eat the pe- eat the pickle out of the jar. I don't like it on hamburgers. That's disgusting. Really? That is disgusting. That's wait, 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 wait. You don't like it like sliced and put on the burger? No. Okay, so if they give you like a, a slice or like a whole or a half or whatever the pickle and set it like on the plate next to the burger, that okay? Yes. Okay, that's how I prefer it, though I can eat them on the burger, too. You don't like McDonald's cheeseburgers? I always ask him to remove the pickles. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot stand uh. having pickles on it. Pardon me, good sir, but could you please remove the pickles off of this Big Mac? <laughs> Thank you! Mm, it always pisses me off because they don't listen to me. Uh. It's funny. Um, I think I accidentally... I don't know how I did it, but I somehow accidentally asked for extra pickles one day. And, and, and god damn, they loaded that some bitch. <laughs> I was sitting there like, okay, this is not bad. Oh, sweet. G- oh, god. Oh, okay, time out. Oh, it's time to disassemble this burger and then reassess my life. <laughs> I, uh, I used to be a, a plain guy. Just cheese. And then... Uh... I graduated to now. I just say take off the onions. See, I even developed a taste for the onions. Well, actually, now I really shouldn't have those in either because I can't have the buns. Yeah. Oh man, burgers! You got you got to go in there. It's like, yeah, give me give me the burger without the bun. Yeah, just just put it between two pieces of lettuce. It's cool. That and every time I go to Taco Bell with the goddamn taco sauce, they always ask me, taco sauce, you want taco sauce? And I say no, and they give me like five things of taco sauce, and it just doesn't... They've already put that shit in the bag. When they they ask you if you want some, they're asking if you want some more. And they ask twice. It's one where you're, you know, right when you're ordering, and then when you go up to them, they ask again. It's like, lady, do you not... I just... Ah, drives me... And the napkins, when they put napkins in the bag... I cannot stand See, that. I appreciate that. Joe, you what? understand because you don't have allergies. I just... Well, I do have allergies. Why don't, why don't you want allergies. napkins? Why do I need them? What? To so, wipe your fucking face off? Wipe your... Probably, hand. probably your hands? Okay, so I'm eating a hamburger and I need to wipe my hands after eating a hamburger? Uh, okay, so Joe, I'm guessing... Yeah! Doesn't Joe, it, do how you do you eat them, a hamburger? Do you tell them to take the... the mustard and the ketchup and the mayonnaise off well i don't do that my little brother actually eats them like that he requests everything off just the patty but i'm guessing you don't i'm guessing you don't eat in the car at all no i do eat in the car I eat in the car a lot i just do i hate so how napkins do you, how do you keep your hands from getting <laughs> when i'm joe, eating joe when we next time we go into your car i'm gonna look at the steering wheel and i bet there's gonna be grease all over that thing well, there probably is but how are you guys eating a burger let's just say a normal hamburger you don't need 50 napkins for that it's a hamburger they no, you don't give need you like 50 three. but you like yeah you use one now like i've never ever used like you a napkin. ketchup on your hands that's bullshit no. there's no, no way you've not, never no. used a napkin Joe. i have never no. had a reason at a fast food place <laughs> to use a napkin no mike 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 the, the, he's probably telling the truth but like <laughs> we gotta watch him the next time he eats a burger <laughs> there's some really weird shit going on 
Yeah. So like like he probably he probably eats it like a bird. He probably like uses his hands once to put it in his mouth and he like cocks his head up and the burger <laughs> just kinda goes down. Do you you don't get fucking sauce on your lips no. or in your beard or your mustache. Yeah, that's especially it's it well, I guess not as much now that you just you're just stash, but like when you had that whole like woolly mountain man thing going Never on your hands. When that would happen, all I would do, like with my, it still happens with my mustache. I will get ketchup or whatever sometimes, or on my mustache. But because it curls into my mouth, I just suck on my mustache. Ah, oh, God, damn it! <laughs> so it's not a problem. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ! It's funny, but it's gross. <laughs> so I just, what the fuck? And for my hands, whenever I get stuff, stuff on my hands, don't you get that feeling on the sides of your mouth like there's something there after you eat? No, because I get that I, after I eat everything. Because I just you know just suck it off or lick it off, and then I got this lovely <laughs> scent of hamburger throughout the day. <laughs> anyway, yeah. and, if I, and if I ever have something on my hands while I'm eating, I'll just suck it off my hands and that's it. Joe, you keep being Joe. NAGP Resurrection, the podcast where we talk about this week in gaming news. Then we have a lovely topic tonight. <coughs> it is experiment, failed experiments in gaming. Then we talk about games we've been playing, final thoughts, and that's it. Failed experiments. I'm your host, Joseph Burchette, and with me I have Lionel. Lord Vader. Rise. And have Mike. Uh, I am afraid <laughs> in your anger, you killed her. <laughs> Palpatine is such a dick. <laughs> ah, yes. Good old Star Wars. All right, what we, what we got? What we got first? Oh, we got some movie news. We got Minecraft. There's been a lot of movie news lately. So this article by The Verge. The Minecraft movie is coming in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I even set a date for it. May 24th, 2019. I feel like studios are stabbing in different directions. They're like poking at this video game movie thing. Like they tried to do it like, oh, maybe we can like adapt it in parody and funny. Like, you know, they did that in the 90s a couple times and they kind of had a straightforward hit with Mortal Kombat. And then... Mm-hmm. And then they kind of did some other stuff that didn't really work and stuff that you know did sell, but like Tomb Raider. But uh, I don't know. And they, well, I guess you have uh, Assassin's Creed kind of doing it the straightforward translation route. Yeah. Which, which it seems like that's amazing that that got off the ground because 
most of the stuff that's been, you know, other than like Silent Hill, that's like, okay, let's straightforward, like translate this, ends up in development hell and never gets made. But for some reason, I feel like a lot of, there's been a lot of like weird, smaller off shit. It's getting like Angry Birds. Uh-huh. You know what? We just we we all keep forgetting about is we just got a ratchet and clank. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That but like went. now, these people are trying to make like Tetris movies, and that's going to be like a trilogy. They're picking the wrong films. And then they now they're doing Minecraft. I don't know if it's necessarily wrong, but it's. It's very strange. It's definitely, they're going for the cash-ins. Yeah, and it's mm. also um, Fruity Ninja. That's also going to be one. <laughs> Fruit Ninja Fruit, Joe. Sorry, yes, Fruity Ninja. Sorry, just oh, Fruit yeah. Ninja. <laughs> Excuse me, Fruit Ninja. Fruity A tale of stealth on the Castro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a good one. Well, okay, so in previous episodes, I mentioned a list of movies I think could best be, like game movies that could best be done without dialogue. If I remember correctly, that list was Sonic the Hedgehog, Echo the Dolphin, and Metroid. I have another one for that list. Yeah, that's right, we're getting Sonic the Hedgehog. Demon's Crest. Demon's Crest. That never heard of it. Never heard. Of, what is that? I don't think I've heard of that one either. Um, it's um, it's loosely connected to Ghosts and Goblins. One of the uh, bosses is the main character. What? I think he's called like Red Reamer or Fire. Oh depending on the translation. What was that released on? Sega or? Uh, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. You guys got to play it. That game is amazing. Yeah, I had not heard about that until now, actually. Um, huh. So, did either of you guys play the, the Telltale Minecraft game that came out? I think it mm-hmm. like a I, I haven't played anything Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay, well, I, I don't, I mean, they haven't really talked about what exactly is going to be based off of or how even the movie's going to play out but i mean that game has done really well and it's basically just a um yeah so you know i'm i'm curious about how this is going to do my prediction is we're going to see something kind of like um because i don't know if this is going to be a huge hit i don't know if people want to go see a minecraft i i think they do the minecraft Mm -hmm. ip is just fucking it's huge it is huge but so was world of warcraft granted world of warcraft the movie was probably like 10 years too late um warcraft fans seem to like it a co-worker of mine was just kind of gushing about how awesome he thought that movie was yeah i mean apparently um Story-wise, it was kind of right on for the Warcraft. But I mean, war. I'm just talking about financially. So I think, unlike with Warcraft, Minecraft has a much broader appeal. So I'm thinking maybe that's why it might do a lot better. Um, yeah, but technically, so should have Warcraft. But Minecraft is targeted and, more towards kids, though. Warcraft is more of an yeah. adult audience yeah. type thing. Well, not as critical an audience. Yeah. yeah. Kids. I don't know. Yeah, Babies very... are just happy to have something put in front of them. I can definitely see at least the first week that Minecraft will do insanely well. Because all the kids that like it are going to want to see it. Insanely, insanely well, he Insanely says. well. Insanely well. You love saying that word, Joe. I do love my words. I don't know. I think it'll... Prefer- I predict... 
it'll perform better than Warcraft for sure. Oh yeah, I agree Over with here. that. Here, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, it's coming out in like 2019. That's another thing you have to consider: is mm. is this still going to be relevant in 2019? I mean, it's been going strong for quite some time now. So yeah, it's true. I know, but but you know, it's only a, a few years. It's was it actually? It's three years, but in kid years, you know, <laughs> a lot of kids are going from like probably like twelve to fifteen, which is right on that cusp. So. We'll see if, how Minecraft does. It's true. All I know is that a lot of my friends who have kids, they just, that's all they play all the time. It's kind yeah, of, it's, my, it's insane. My little, sister, my little sister would just be on that shit for ever, all day. Yeah. God, it's just, it's like, it's like crack for them. It's all they play. And they watch lots and lots and lots of videos of it, like Let's Plays. and Yeah, oh. she would do that too. Very mm. strange. So she likes playing. They like playing it, and they like watching it. Man, all right. Uh, so next one here by Venture Beats. Another movie-related news. Wreck-It Ralph Two is coming back, and this time it's going to be taking place in the internet gaming world. Yeah, in... I didn't see the first one. What? Uh, what year though? They're oh, they're not. Dang, they didn't give a date. So they haven't set a date. They just said that it is coming. The amount of money that it made was four hundred and seventy one million worldwide in twenty thirteen. Oh wait, no, in twenty twelve. So it didn't do anywhere near as good as their other movies like Frozen and uh Zootopia, which makes sense, I guess, because those movies are actually that doesn't make sense. Why why is that? I don't <laughs> it doesn't matter. Either way, I'm glad they're making another one. Um, you guys both saw Record Ralph, right? Oh no, you said you didn't. Mike said you didn't see it. Uh, I saw it. Okay, what'd you think of it, Lionel? Are you happy to see a sequel? Um, I'm down to watch another one. It was pretty good. I think that the first story is uh, self-contained, but mm. um, uh, I kind of hope it's. How should I put this? Um, I don't know if there's any any more Ralph really needs to learn about himself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I hope they do challenged some... now. So, yeah, I guess so. Um, how did the Lego? How did the Lego Movie perform? I I I'm kind of curious money wise, but I know just overall it did really like people really loved it and were talking about it for like a, a lot. <clears throat> yeah, it must have done well. It got really high on Rotten no. Tomatoes, but I'm not sure how much money it made though. Uh, all right, so let's move you into the next one here. Some good old Sonic news. We all love Sonic. He's had some rough times, but I think it's his birthday. With And he's celebrating his birthday in 2017. Yeah. He's coming out with a new game, which apparently is taking place in the, I guess, the Sonic Boom? No, 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 wait, no. Yes, the Sonic Boom series. Uh, hopefully they get it right this time. Which I never really got into those um it's on hulu i'm planning to watch some episodes of it i want to say i've heard good things about the cartoon but mm. like the first game they put out for it i think it got outsourced to another team and it was like plagued with uh, problems and problems and more problems gotta go fast uh-huh. oh my uh and i'm hoping this new one's good 
Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I do love Sonic. And I, every time he comes back with something new, I always have high hopes that, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be it. This is what's going to... Well, you know, um, colors and generations... They did well. They were well, well received. Do you know what platforms this is going to be on? Uh, they did not detail, but I'm guessing since the last game was on Xbox and, and Sony that Sony and then a PlayStation that it, it's probably going to be on all the platforms. Cause with Sega these days, they try and be on everything. PlayStation about, what? Uh, probably four, the latest mm. they need how to about, be on everything. How about they release more than one thing and give us something in the vein of uh, Sonic advance. Oh God. I would love that. I would love that so much. I would really, really, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. For some reason, they keep <laughs> moving away from what made Sonic fun. <laughs> well, well, part of it is they're they're trying to figure 3D out. But they got to like, stop like, that. Well, no, no, they're actually trying to figure it out now, whereas before they were trying to work around it. Uh, or maybe they just go back to what well, worked. Well, my, my stance is put, you know, I mean, they had it right with Generations. It's like they tried to do both. True, true. They'll get it right. I mean, they've had so many times to to practice. Well, the thing is, is um, it's it's really big with the kids, uh, specifically in the UK. Really? Like, I want to say the most devoted Sonic fan base is in the UK. Ooh, that's I didn't expect <laughs> that's that. Funny. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So I don't think we, if if anyone worried about Sonic dying, I don't think you have to worry about that. The only thing here is just okay. Let's get. Well, some maybe games. we do since the UK can't afford to is not going to be able to afford to buy games anymore. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's we're getting to that soon. That's just oh, a clusterfuck. Um, the cluster. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one by Game Informer. More Sonic-related news. Sonic the Hedgehog burning questions finally answered. Oh, dear. By the lead of the Sonic team, Takahashi Izuka. This was silly. Yes, it was. It was, it was quite silly. Where does Sonic keep all of his rings? Where, where does he keep them, Lionel? Do you know? Where, where does he keep uh, them? So I'm pretty sure the guy... Up his ass! Like, I don't know. And there's some, like, weird... It's the only place he knew the gooks wouldn't find it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to say if you read the comic books, they go into it, but there's some, like, quasi-mystical shit going on where they basically become a part of them. Oh, my. Uh, all right, so what was this next thing he kind of threw in there? Like, why? There's a lot of laughing in this interview. Uh, why did everyone start calling Dr. Robotnik Eggman? Uh, yeah, uh, apparently the, uh, Western team went rogue and decided to change his name to Robotnik. Or Ivo Robotnik, Dr. Robotnik. And to be fair, I think Dr. Robotnik's... Well, I guess you can argue which name is more fitting. Mm. Uh, I think Dr. Robotnik has a, a stronger feel to an English-speaking audience. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's as direct as Eggman, just in a different direction. As weird as that sentence is to say. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, hearing... Eggman, and then hearing Robotnik, I think I would, <laughs> I would go more for Robotnik too. Mm-hmm. I think it does sound better. Um, all right, let's go to the next one here. Uh, why? Why did they call him Eggman after the Beatles? He's um, probably that's probably the uh, sort of inspiration, but he's literally shaped like an egg. 
Well, I mean, I know that. <laughs> yeah, the inspiration is probably that Beatles song. Silly. Just like this next one. What's with Sonic's recent obsession with scarves? Why do you like scarves? Uh, yeah, I think they say in the article it's to simultaneously, you know, let it still be Sonic, but differentiate Sonic and Sonic Boom from regular Sonic. And he also said because it would be something that would appeal to the kids. Yeah, because kids like scarves on hedgehogs. Well, apparently. I, I'd say to the Japanese audience, <laughs> and um, I want to say scarves in Japan, due to common Rider, is kind of like capes out here. Yeah, where it's like this is what the hero wears. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. a lot of heroes will wear scarves, especially superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, like Sentai heroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so why is Knuckles 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 Knuckles? Knuckles, why is Knuckles so gullible? <laughs> Get it together, Jill. I'm breaking yeah. down here. So, yeah, in the article, they explain that in 3, they really wanted to have like a non-robot, non-human character sort of antagonize Sonic throughout. And I remember that Knuckles being like this huge mystery to the point that he was like a selling point. As you're like, you're seeing those... uh previews and previews basically commercials for sonic 3 on tv and you're seeing that opening bit on angel island where knuckles like knocks sonic out of his super form and steals the emeralds and you're like what the fuck there's an evil animal what the shit is going on here and um something that stands out and it got mentioned in an article i was reading before i finally went and bought sonic and knuckles is that when you play the levels as knuckles robotnik is in like a mech suit Mm. His identity is disguised, and in the game they mention Knuckles' gullibility is what kind of allows him to play both sides. And Robotnik in the mech suit, I think, is meant to be Robotnik actively, like, whenever he actively works against Knuckles, he'll put that suit on so he can disguise himself. Then, but still be able to approach Knuckles and be like, man, Sonic is totally trying to get into your shit, man. He wants to sink that floating island so bad, he's such a Dick. He wants to push his shit in. Yeah, man. He totally <laughs> said he was gonna push your push in your echidna shit. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like some animalist shit to me. So who who was that in the in Dream in the Dreamcast game? That black Sonic guy. Who was that then? Shadow. That's his name. Shadow. Yeah, I thought he was. Um, a he's got a. I'm not as familiar with his story, but what I remember, apparently, it's like a relative of a Robotnik created Shadow long ago, and Shadow was kind of in a cold sleep until Sonic Adventure Two. Hmm. But he's an entity very similar to Sonic. Hmm. I see. I really gotta go play those games again. It's been a while. Uh, okay, what's the next one here? In the classic Sonic, in, your mouth. in the classic Sonic games, Tails dies a lot during gameplay, only to come back to life immediately. How does he do that? Um, it's purely a gameplay mechanic. Yes, there is. They they explain in there that um, you know, uh, something people who own Sonic Two would figure out is that if you put in a second controller, that person using the second controller could control Tails. Yeah, but that that was never that, that wasn't a very fun experience. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. I should put this. It wasn't very a very uh, well put together co op. It was just kind of an extra. But you could use it to kind of abuse the game a bit. Yeah. yeah. Also, they knew there was something to it because I want to say by the time you get to like well, Sky Chase Zone, Tails by default is kind of like 
a fixture in the plane. Right. And by the time you get to like um, Air Fortress, the second to last level and the final level, Tails is just out locked out. Hmm. So, so I guess they counted on you being uh, the two people being able to abuse that to a point, and they're like, "No, now the game's got to get hard for real." <laughs> oh, Tails! I never. Uh, I think you could in Sonic Three. You could play as Tails, just Tails. Well, yeah, you could. Well, you could actually play as Tails in Sonic One, but he was indistinguishable from Sonic in regards to the mechanics. When Sonic Three came in, they actually gave you the ability to fly as Tails for a limited amount of time. Tails was in Sonic One. No, he's in Sonic Two and Three. You said oh, one. Okay. Oh, I meant two. Okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm stupid. Nah. No, you're really you're breaking it down for us, Lionel. It's it's all right. You're doing good. Um, in fact, so good. Maybe you can answer this next ridiculous question. Why do whales hate Sonic so much? Um, because it looks cool when they chase him all on piers. So I have to admit, back in. Uh, like in Toys R Us, when that game was playing on loop on video or whatever, and you kept seeing that whale going over as he was running, it got Little Joe so excited. Well, I mean, it looks cool with any when anything huge chases Sonic, because remember Sonic Adventure 2, that depth level where he basically runs down all the hills in San Francisco, he eventually gets chased by like a big rig, I think. Yep. That was good stuff. Moving around at the speed of sound, blah, 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 blah. The song really got to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, these last ones are just kind of silly. Uh, just, uh, it's just Something about Dragon Ball Z compared to Sonic. Oh, because, because his uh, Super Sonic looks like he's going Super Saiyan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, Sonic borrows a lot from both Dragon Ball and Star Wars. Wait, what? Star Wars? Where is the Star yeah, Wars? Yeah, yeah, Robotnik's um, fortress is the Death Egg. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Okay. And the last one is while all those little critters are always. Where are they? In Dangerous Space, what they call the Chow Cho? Oh, Chows. Yeah, they were in Sonic Adventure. There was some weird Pokemon element to them. I think uh, they joked that you could probably find a lot of them in Rio. All right, that is enough. Sonic. <laughs> we broke down a lot of interesting Sonic that facts was, there. That, yeah, was, that, that was silly. That was more Sonic than you could possibly ever want. All right, uh, next one here by Venture Beats. Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell is bullish on virtual reality. This guy is awesome. Uh, I was talking earlier and saying that just pretty much... If you ever hear this guy, hear Nolan just talk about anything, he's always just really critical about everything that's happening and just always has a really great like view and insight on it, just about everything in the game industry. He's like a he's a grumpy old man, and it just makes him so much fun to listen to. So basically in this article, they're just asking him a whole bunch of questions, and it's a lot of questions about what he feels, you know, how VR is going to be, you know, is it going to do well like in the home and all that kind of good stuff. And he was pretty much saying that he feels in the short term having VR in its own, like in a public setting, meaning like we were talking about before, kind of like a, like the new laser tag or something will do really well in the short term, but he doesn't really know what's going to happen with it in the long term. He feels like it might actually fizzle out and not do that well. Um, and as for like the home version of it, kind of like the Oculus and HTC Vive, he was kind of, saying he doesn't really know how well that's going to do. He's not feeling super confident on that stuff. So, I mean, it's not that surprising. 
VR. People keep saying it's going to be this new and amazing thing, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We could sit here and guess all day, but it's like at the end of the day, yeah. we don't know. So speaking of that and how we really don't know, apparently everyone in Silicon Valley thinks it's going to be the most amazing thing ever because apparently HTC Vive announced mm. a 10 billion dollar vc venture capital alliance meaning they gathered all these vcs together to basically kind of just dump all of this money into the vr industry that's how much faith they have is i i'm sensing a bubble here this is who just, people it's a whole bunch they didn't name all the different uh vcs but it's like a whole bunch of different vc firms all coming together to kind of have one ginormous what's fund. a vc firm a venture capitalist firm. So basically oh. where people get an investment. From. Yeah, I know what that is. So this is this is getting crazy. I know I know we talk a lot about VR stuff, but this is getting this is getting a little insane. This is what happened back, you know, a while back with the whole tech bubble. People yeah. more and more money into it and it just exploded and it just crashed and burned. Yeah. So I think just, he was talking about that in his interview too. Yes. About the first time VR was trying to make its rounds. Yeah. talking about the virtual boy and stuff yeah this is i don't know i mean what do you guys think do you think this is just too much people are thinking a little too highly of this stuff right now i mean i think it's 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 here to stay and it's going to be a part of our lives mm-hmm. ar and vr is gonna it's it's gonna be a thing that's around but i think that people are probably over projecting and yeah. and getting a little over eager so um, but at the same time, I think that it is going to – it's I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I just yeah. said, possible to predict. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just – But, um, you know, he was saying that spaces are going to fizzle out. And I kind of see that because it's kind of what happened with arcades. Yeah. He's talking about like physical spaces where you go and use the headsets. Um, he made a good point though which was that um, it's kind of hard to maintain a business based on like you know you only have a certain amount of hours in a day so how are you going to charge people enough to keep your your place running Mm -hmm. just on like oh here's like ten dollars for a half an hour of VR and and you can run like like 12 people at once and, you know you do the math and for the space you need and the upkeep on everything it might not work out um but i that's what i'm most excited for is and he talked about that um is stuff that's like vr and ar enhanced that you can go and like have an experience with like that i think would be really cool we've talked about it a lot over the past few weeks but the the most interesting part of this article to me was uh, him actually talking about putting together some kind of what did it, what was it not ice capades but like oh yeah like a, a musical yeah of, yeah for Pax about a pong it was pong yeah that's what it was about its that's quest weird. like it sounds insane but it sounds so cool when you think about it like <laughs> it's going to be enhanced with VR and AR so. And that's really kind of revolutionary um, just to have, like, you know, a play, a musical that you go and see and it's enhanced with VR. Like, that sounds really cool. Like, yeah. That's, you want to talk about, like, 3D 
movies like that's like an experience that sounds really cool yeah i'm excited about that so there's definitely lots of different ways that vr is going to be used and i outside of video games so i can see from from that point of view why people are thinking vr is like going to be worth so much because you can use it in so many different areas but oof, there's just so much excitement too much excitement and after, I mean, I actually am getting a little excited for the PlayStation VR after trying it at Best Buy. It it actually it was it was pretty fun. I I enjoyed it. Still don't know if I want to drop that kind of cash, mm. but I am definitely. Play? I played Valkyrie. I think that's the full name of it. Valkyrie something, but it's a it was like a space shooter in first person. Oh yeah, I've heard that's the one people are like down for like it looks really cool yeah it does it was pretty fun uh all right next one here by game informer oculus removes drm to allow the acc vibe to play rift games again so we had spoke about this uh an episode or two back uh, ago when this whole just craziness where they were lying and saying that they would never put in DRM into the Oculus because they wanted it to be open for everyone to use and blah, 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 blah. And then after a whole bunch of backlash from developers and just everyone else, they just, they said, you know what, let's just, they're just going to take it off so you can actually start playing the games again. So they really shouldn't have even done this to begin with because I mean honestly is that the direction you want to go with VR when it comes to gaming is making it so that you can only play certain games on each headset I mean I can kind of see how that would draw more people to your platform but it's just gonna it's gonna hurt it it could possibly hurt adoption we already have stupid console wars we don't need more we only need headset wars as I believe we said before or something so yep craziness all right, what we got? Uh, we're burning through these. Venture Beats, Brexit. Oh no, whoops! Like I said, right? Yes. How Brexit impacts UK 3.83 billion gaming industry. So, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard about this craziness <laughs> with the UK leaving the EU, I believe, and. Pretty much what's happening is that since everything's just going to hell in the UK right now, uh, in the article, a lot of the game developers, they were asking them, like, what's what's going to happen to your company? What are you, what are you planning on doing? Because, you know, everything's not doing great here. They said they're just going to might start moving, moving out to different parts of Europe because it just would not be smart to stay in the UK at this point, because especially for their businesses. So that's pretty much what this was yeah saying. the uh after the vote you know it's still not official i think there's things that people in the government can do to kind of contest this mm. um so it, it won't be official for um, I, I think somewhere near the end of the year or something like that but um they the people voted to do it so and, and you know immediately after the results came out the pound fell yeah uh, in value to the lowest in 30 years they're saying um, which is crazy yeah, it's, um, not, it's not good yeah we'll see I mean it's not just the gaming industry it's going to affect a lot of industries you know oh, a lot of them uh, I, saw, I saw people talk about you know people film at Pinewood Studios a lot that's where fucking everything mm. films like so many movies like all the Bond films filmed there I think Star Wars, um, 
just so much shit. So it's going to affect the the movie industry too. Gosh. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not like a, an economist. Um, not that up to date on British politics, so it's hard for me to say. But yeah, that's crazy. It's definitely going to have an effect on some things. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Not going to be good. Um, I'm pretty sure this is how the anime code GS starts. <laughs> um, next one here. YouTube video. Dolphin 5.0 release video. So this is an emulator for the Wii and GameCube. And I guess this is the latest version? Is that... Yeah. yeah. Imagine. It looks hot. Yeah. A, it, it looks does really, look pretty. really nice. Um, I didn't reach too far into it, so I don't... Ha- how are they going to handle the Wii controllers, though? I didn't. I know. imagine a mouse. Uh, no, you, no, you you just uh, you just plug them in. You use an oh. adapter. Oh, nice. oh wow! Yeah. yeah, it looks really really nice, and I, I, I want to start using that. Yeah, it has like uh, you can do uh, it does different kinds of three D. Um, there's just lots of graphical improvements and sound improvements just to make things run smoother from their previous version. Um, I had I tried to play some games on the old version, and and at least one of the games I tried was the audio was all fucked up and it was like running in slow mo. So I haven't mm. messed with this to see if it's better, but supposedly it like if you watch the video. In the trailer, they go over a lot of stuff, and they they fixed some of the things that I was having problems with. So, mm. but some of the other features in there that I thought were really cool was that they they actually had the GBA Link, so you could if you wanted to play like Four Swords on the GameCube, where you had to plug had that that really that cable for your Game Boy Advance that you you plug it in and controlled it with each individual Game Boy Advance. You can do that, and it actually hooks oh, up using another Game my. Boy emulator. So as the controller, which is oh genius. My God, that's insane, yeah. Joe. We can, Joe, yeah, we can finally finish Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> oh my God, we could. All we need is Robert holding the chalice again. That would have been amazing. Yeah, bucket duty. Yeah. So, oh man, yeah. So they and there's a whole bunch of other crazy features that I was I'm really impressed with they're doing. So yeah, I need to, I need to try this thing out for myself as well. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very impressive. Do you know about the like? What are the uh, legalities of emulators? So emulators are completely legal. The thing that's illegal yeah. are the ROMs. The ROMs, yeah, yeah. Technically, you're supposed to. What is it? You're only supposed to use the ROMs for backups of games you already have. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of gray area with all that stuff, but it's <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, um, but um, emulators and the apps and uh, the Apple App Store do not. They don't like that. They will not let anyone yeah. upload emulators anymore, e- even though it's it is legal. Like they just don't want it on their store anymore. But um, but yeah, I mean, so everything that this guy is or team or whatever group people are doing is completely legal, which is so awesome that they actually put all the work and effort. It's just. The ROMs, though. <laughs> yeah. That's um, I want to say, uh, what was it? So, I own a copy of Zone of Enders 2. Mm. 
it's in a storage unit in California. So would emulating the game be legal for me since I actually own it? I'm not I don't think that's how it works. No. I think you're allowed to like make a backup copy of the physical copy you own. Oh. Blah. Yeah, I still think because you are, let's just say if you're downloading the ROM, even if you do have a physical copy of it, it's still <laughs> technically copyrighted. So you're actually, you know, stealing something that's copyrighted from on, you know, from online and using it. So I don't Well, that sucks because I really want to play Zobe, Zobe 2 right now. So I wonder, this is why there's a lot of gray areas. What if the situation where you have the game, the physical <laughs> copy, and you burn burn it on your computer it's still from the physical copy that you own but you're just making yeah, a copy of I it online I guess that sounds closer what, to yeah. that's what I meant that's what, what Mike said oh, okay. so that sounds closer yeah. to the whatever but like like I'd have to be a meticulous ass motherfucker if I'm gonna do that much I'll just like put the game in and actually play it <laughs> that's right. yeah which is what I think they want you to do but the problem is you know you have all these the whole reason why people make all these emulators is because you, some of these games you can't really play well, yeah. anymore. Well, <laughs> also, anymore. the physical copies shit wears out. Yeah, that, that is that is very true. Carts, all that good stuff, go by yeah. eventually. I mean, like, I'm sure we've all had the experience at least once. Maybe it was with something bootleg, but, like, you watch the tape until the thing just didn't work right. Yep. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, I got kicked out a YouTube video by <laughs> by PewDiePie. our favorite PewDiePie. fucking PewDiePie. So this, I felt this was dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, I if you, I I get it that you know that they were yelling at him and all that. So he was kicked out. But dude, this is why you get an office. Um, so here's the thing. Don't uh, use your house as your studio. What kind of? On the one hand, on the one hand, what did you watch the video? Joe? I did watch the video, and he kept well, going what... on and on about saying, you know, how we were too loud, and they sent us the notice, and blah 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 blah. But it's just well, well Joe. Uh, they apparently the, there's actual video of the event proper happening. Okay, and... I, I I understand that. I get it. But he, why is he doing all this in a house? Well, it's it's his a... house. It's his space. It's actually, space. actually, no. There's, they have two houses. One had one in Rome with his girlfriend, and this is his other house where they actually do all their recordings and filming and stuff. Which is just the guy has enough money to buy a proper studio. I don't know why yeah, he's doing yeah, this. Yeah, but but Joe, Joe, imagine if you will, as difficult as it is for us to get together to do this podcast, right? Imagine if you will. We all have to drive out somewhere to record this. Okay, people do that all the time. It's a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, a job. But this wasn't always a job for him. At one point, he was just some guy making videos. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why that's. I mean, he took steps to, you know, soundproof where he usually records. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is how he makes his life of it. Like that would, I mean, it's different. He's a it's not like us where we're recording, you know, once a week. He's like constantly playing games. Like, yeah. he's, that'd be to get an office just to go somewhere and play games and record that, like, 
all day. Uh, it'd be pretty uncomfortable. Well, uh, actually, I want yeah, I want to say money wise, it doesn't make as much sense as just setting up something in your home because now you're not having to deal with any sort of rent for the space. Well, yeah, show his setup. It's not like super, something incredibly complex. It's just. You know, his laptop, or his yeah, laptop, yeah, his computer, but, but and like his... his office. He's got to like rent the space out or own the space. Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to like buy it and set it up in a storage unit? How's he going to get Wi Fi? Yeah. How's he, you guys, what? It's just, a studio can be set up to do everything you're saying. People, when they have, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but why? I, it's, it's just, why do I need to like, why do I need to get like, annexed floor c1 to yeah, record i mean he thing. he does have a studio it's in that room in his house yeah. i don't know i and it's soundproof i guess i don't know i i just feel i just don't feel anything for this guy on this one it just seems kind well, of stupid to me like joe it's a bit different when you have like set plans and stuff like that like the closer your thing gets to artistic the more likely you are to make something on the whim the more having to like travel or not travel to do this thing becomes a factor. I guess personally, I wouldn't mind having a, a space set up for this. When I if I woke up every morning and I knew my job was to record doing video game stuff or whatever, I would go to the office in the morning. I would record all day and then come home. Yeah, but what understand. if you get what if you get home and you got an idea for something yeah. crazy? It's like oh, it's better get like, back to the car. I don't know. That's a waste of money. Mm, it's for something that's like in, in your home then you have to like buy another computer too like buy I don't, it doesn't make sense to me yeah, it makes sense it's, to me, he got, to he's, me got, he's got millions of dollars I, I just it, yeah he does now he didn't I just, always I yeah but it's it's like why pay to inconvenience yourself like I don't know and the thing is he he wasn't. He wasn't that. The reason he got kicked out because he was. They weren't. They were filming shit with, I guess, his VR setup in the living room. But they were doing it like in the middle of the day, I guess, where he thought it would be fine if he yelled for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it wasn't. And apparently, his landlord is a prick. Yeah. So I guess what he's saying was that his landlord like called him a faggot and. And accused him of like having gay sex or something, and like told him to get out. So I don't know. It's pretty. Which is pretty <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Pretty grimy. But yeah, so he just he just moved because he could afford to. The other thing is like, you know, he received his noise complaint letter, like after he got his eviction notice so i don't know there's definitely some like you can't really do that like no nope. the, the only reason pewdiepie is going to be fine is because he's so rich he can just move but uh yeah you I, do that to a normal ass person you're fucking their whole shit up yeah mm. all right let's move on to the next the last one uh activision removes arion yeah, I said that right. From Steve. Orion. Orion. <laughs> Arian. I'm so bad at saying names. Orion. Is Orion? All right. That's mm. <laughs> funny. It's a comic book character. It's a constellation. Mm. Anyway, got removed it from a Steam. B- big part of Men in Black. 
got removed from Steam because the guns that they were supposedly using in a game looked too similar to the ones in Call of Duty Black Ops 2, was it? Yeah, not quite. Did you look at all the pictures in both, yeah, it was both the, links? Yeah, it was of the guns that were supposedly uh, Yeah, did you used. look at the second link I put in there? Mm, the Reddit thing? No, I didn't look at the Reddit one. Let me look at that one. Oh, uh, yeah, they very read it very quickly um, found out what was going on. Because the person that posted it, they were like, Activision's like bullying these guys. And then very quickly someone put together more images and was like, no, they actually like stole. <laughs> and so there's, uh, there's pictures that you can see where they actually highlight. It's just certain parts. Like the top of one gun is like reskinned and put onto a gun in their game, and there's another like uh, there's a, a butt that's like directly lifted, and another one like a clip. So it's just little bits and pieces, but you could see where they took it and where they put it in their game. So why, why would they go to all that trouble? It's because it's not trouble, right? It's like the assets are already built, so they just right. use it and then hide it. They think nobody will notice. Um, but I, but I mean, it's just little pieces. So they probably could have just spent more. Ads. <laughs> this is silly. Oh. It happens all the time. Yeah, unfortunately. Except, except they got caught. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, they got caught by Activision. I like. It's like, why would you fuck around with Activision? It's like you mm-hmm. know, they're a giant company that I don't know. And then to come out and deny it. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Oof. Well, you're right. I mean, it was already made, so it's just it didn't cost them anything because they just they just stole it. So yeah, well, that's so to take some shortcuts. Indeed. Are we ready for our big topic? Oh shit! All right. Yep, yep, yep. Lionel, break it down for us. Oh, Jumper cables. We're talking about failed experiments in gaming. Weird shit that went on. Uh, maybe to a lesser extent, things that went right, but mostly things that went wrong, whether it was through fault or just bad luck. Uh, yeah, or stuff just didn't sell. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, the thing I always, that always comes to mind for me when I think about this is a service, I can't remember what the exact time frame of this was. I want to say somewhere between 2005 and 2008, there was a little thing called GameTap, which was like a online rental service meant to compete with things like Gamefly and the Blockbuster thing. Do people still use Gamefly? Um, I think so. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I've really should have a look at their PS3 library and see. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a time where I was, like, using that, and eventually I got too broke. Mm. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Game Tap, it was basically like a... yeah, Oh, yeah. Rental, you could, like, stream 2D games. And, um actively download some later games. Uh, and I want to say it was somewhere between 10 and 15. The price went 
good. The service was okay. It was just like, um, I don't know, it was a little, little janky, I guess. But I got to play a lot of stuff through that. Like, I like played a lot of Sid Meier's Pirates. They had a... Uh, I got to redo a good chunk of Grandia 2 through that service. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess just not enough people knew about it or wanted to wrestle with it. What, um... Game Tap or on live? Yeah. Game oh. Tap. Oh, game Tap? Oh. oh. Game Tap. Yeah, I... When you had mentioned that, I think you... I did not know that that was that went out of business. I thought it was actually was still going. I didn't. It kind of sucks that it went away. That's a shame. Well, um, what is it? They pulled away from their partnership with uh, a big presence in the U.S. It might still be going in France. Mm. The original company that made it was a French company, hmm. but it's not going on out here. Boo! Yeah, it's gone. Uh, whenever. Whenever I think of failed gaming experiments, uh, the one thing that I definitely, like I just mentioned it before, was on live is the one that always comes to mind. Oh, yeah. That's the most heartbreaking one for me. They were basically just ahead of their time. That's why it just didn't do so well. It just, it, and it costed a lot of money, too, to set up all those servers and streaming all that, streaming everything. And it just, it just wasn't, it was just before its time, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. It was good. It was really, yeah, ahead of its time. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you could even say that because I feel like streaming online games hasn't had its time yet. Well, didn't Sony buy that streaming service? Well, yeah, Sony has Sony has their thing, but like, who uses that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody? That's just, but, that's, like, we'll yeah. probably hear about that getting shit canned soon. That's true. Well, yeah. I want to say as this stuff, be it console or PC, just becomes more and more expensive, this like streaming thing will see more and more desirable to people wanting to play the current games but not wanting to put down the absurd amount of money to get into it. So, speaking of that, uh, when I went to Best Buy uh, like last week, a lot of the TVs are starting to have things baked right into them. And I saw one TV at Cusica, like for like $600 or something where they had a gaming streaming service baked right into it. So mm-hmm. you could actually, you know, it was like a selection of games that they had deals with, with like EA or whatever. But yeah. you could just, um, it came with a game controller, the TV, and mm-hmm. you could just play the games that would stream from that service directly from the TV. I want to say Amazon's uh, streaming service has like a box like that. I can't remember what Amazon calls their thing. You know, kind of like the Roku. Yeah. Amazon has one. And I don't know. I want to say the Tomb Raider games are on there. But I don't know what else. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I think think all... I think they announced that all new Sony TVs have like playstation whatever the fuck now or whatever it is yeah installed on them mm-hmm. so it's definitely a good idea and i mean like i was saying where it's baked right into the tv that's like really nice convenience for people who are just casually playing games like oh that's cool i can play games on here so, yeah um on live also offered that service on top of their uh pc option mm-hmm. i think before they went under they were working on some sort of handheld or phone based type thing 
Yeah. Uh, I just want to express love for that because I was kind of like really cut off. I was using a dinosaur of a computer <laughs> and I couldn't play shit with anybody and I was sad and alone and then I get that thing and then Mike gets on there and we can finally do co-op and I can also just play games like I played uh, Arkham Asylum and Assassin's Creed on that. And yeah, that's how I beat it was tight. too. How how was the, the the quality of the streaming? Did it, did it like hiccup it a was, lot, or was it pretty good? It was pretty good. Yeah, it was usually pretty good. I think rather than like hiccups, you'd sometimes see dips in graphic quality. Oh. But it was pretty. It was pretty steady. At least it was pretty steady in regards to. Uh, 3D games, I noticed a slight delay playing 2D. Like, I tried to play Gunstar Heroes on it, and it was like, I play this game too much not to notice the delay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty impressive, though. I, I didn't, I never got a chance to play it. Um, use, use the service, I mean, so it's good to hear that it actually was decent. Mm. Oh, it was, it was nice, but like, when things started to go bad, like... Yeah, I think like one of the telltale signs is a uh, multiplayer just kind of went kaput on a lot of games. Mm, like I, I want to say, like me and Mike would have like a monthly meeting on live to see if we could get on and play Splinter Cell. <laughs> um, let me see here. What other? Oh, so another big one that I always think about is: Do you guys remember Nintendo's Wii Vitality sensor? Yeah. I remember hearing about it. It didn't even launch. They showed it. At, they showed it at E3, like a big presentation yeah. and everything, and then uh, it just yeah, kind of disappeared. It was the butt of a lot of jokes for like a year. Yeah, everyone forgot about it, and Nintendo was glad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember a game came out. I want to say it's based on The Grudge, where you've got to walk through these haunted places uh, chased by, I guess, the movie's antagonist, and um, how scared you get factors in to, I guess, how well you made it through. And the way the system was kind of weird, but it seemed like it would would have been made for that vitality sensor. Yeah. Like, would have actually went based on your heart rate. Yeah, I could have had some interesting applications. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they backed out because it probably only really had like two or three interesting applications. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm looking at an article right now. Back it was the article was back in 2013, and apparently it wasn't that it just didn't have a lot of applications for it. The problem was it was it just didn't work. <laughs> was, oh jeez. So apparently, in, um, in an interview with their investors, um, Iwata was saying that. So they, they tested with 100 people. Only about 90 of them, it actually worked decently. And then the, the other 10, it just did not work at all. And it was supposed to be like you stick your finger in there and it, like, it'll be able to, to kind of like sense to know what your current emotion is if you're really scared or blah, blah, blah. Well, it, yeah, I think they based it on your heart rate. Your heart rate, yeah. And it just did Shut not – it just was not good. It just was not a very good product. So that's yeah. why they decided to not you know, release it. Yeah. yeah, I kind of want to back up a, a second. Yeah, and talk about go back to streaming games. Yeah. We talked about it earlier, but uh, the uh, what the fuck is it called? The Sega thing, Sega Channel. Oh, love Sega Channel. Yeah, you want to yeah. talk about things coming out before their time? Good yeah. Christ! 
exactly. That ambition. Uh, it, was, was, it was amazing. Yeah, I was. I remember seeing the ads for it, thinking it seemed like the coolest fucking shit ever. Oh god, it was. It was the future. It and really, I got really to, was. I got to play it at a babysitter's house. He had it, and uh, yeah, it was fucking. It was crazy. It was it like. Was. I remember the interface. Interface. It was like Netflix before Netflix, but for games. It was. Which? Why hasn't someone done that? That would be tight. I mean, we've had on live and stuff, but uh, yeah, I remember playing like Comic Zone on there. Yeah, I played Beavis and Butthead on one. Home Alone was on there. All the a lot of yeah, the Simpsons I, games. I remember I uh, I for years I could never remember. Probably like a decade over a decade later more than that even i would try to remember what the fuck this game was called and then a couple times i tried to sit down and google it and i finally because i used to play this all the time on there um it was like the coolest thing ever but i finally found out what it was and was able to uh play it um much as a much older person but uh it was shadow run yeah that game was hard it's hard I just remember like trying to figure out what to do and eventually getting chased by some motherfucker that shot. Playing it as an adult, that's where I sunk most of my time in. It was it wasn't that hard, but it was like, you know, when you get save states on emulators and stuff. But uh yeah, it was so fun. I remember playing on on the uh, Sega channel. Mm. So when I had the Sega channel, it was fifty games ever and each month I would cycle through them and you know, put up new games on there. And um, it was cool for like the first couple of months, but then after a while, they just kept recycling the same games over and over and over again. And so it just kind of got a little boring. <laughs> but it was still, for what it was, oh, it was it was an amazing. So amazing do you game. think do you think like the mystique of it would have helped if they reduced the number of games available on there? Probably too, because they probably just ended up just running out of games. I mean, the yeah. library <laughs> was only out. so big. So, um, I mean, no kid's going to play like 50 games in a month. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think if they would have made it a little bit smaller, but it was, it was still really, it had so many Mega Man games and Wily Wars. And I remember playing all these, so many great games on there. Um, it would have been nice if they did that with the Super Nintendo. That would have been cool. But either way, it was pretty awesome. I loved it a lot. Mm hmm. What else do uh, Virtual Boy is the most is not a really common one. Uh, talked about that already. Yeah, we were playing that once in, a, in an elementary school bathroom. Yeah. That's a because bizarre setting for that. Well, it was some kid cool, and it was the only place that was dark enough to to play. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh no, man! That, that sounds like Rape City. We were like eight years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about you guys doing it to each other. Um, Sounds like something a creep would set up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I remember with Good kids, I got some like games. Blurry and hard to see them. and pretty stupid. And, uh, didn't, it just wasn't that fun. It was very unsophisticated tech. Mm. Uh, again, like Gunpei was reaching. He was an ambitious man. When you consider the Game & Watch... And then the Game Boy, he was trying to, he he went from like like step two to step four, and he tried to jump to step sixteen. 
guess. Yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, another one is Super Game Boy. That thing, I guess you can't say maybe necessarily didn't fail, but it did. It, it was it, just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aww. I'm sure there's people who loved it. I loved it. it. Stupid. I remember playing it. What? That. Wasn't it the thing that you plug into your Super Nintendo and you play yeah. like Game Boys on your TV? You play yep. 8 bit games stretched across your big ass TV. That's cool. It was cool back then because I could play Kirby and Link to Link's Awakening, all these great games I played on my game, but I could play it on my big screen. Well, it wasn't really a big screen. More like a, it wasn't a big screen, but I could play it on my TV. Yeah. Screen. Yeah. It could be a pain in the ass to like look at a tiny little screen for hours and hours, especially when they didn't have backlights. Yeah. Oh, back when you had to get that crazy viewing apparatus if yeah. you wanted some light. That shit sucked. That that crazy ass <laughs> Game Boy Mac. Yeah. The Game Boy exoskeleton. I had that thing. I think it was crazy. I had like magnifying. It was nuts. And then, I mean, it wasn't very. <laughs> it wasn't great when the original fat Game Boy, where the only settings you had was darker or more darker. That was, yeah. that was pretty much it. Not fun. Oh, the um, the super. So this was a limited. It was only for a few games, but for the Nintendo 64. It was for Donkey Kong 64, Majora's Mask. You had to have that extra, extra like thing that added more RAM to the system. Perfect oh, Dark. That, that expansion. Expansion. Perfect that's dark, what it was. Perfect Dark was what sold that shit. Yeah. yeah. Expansion pack. That's what it was. Yeah. That. Uh. Yeah. Those never really did well. I want to say the Saturn had that. And I can't remember. There was another game that had a system with 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 that sort of expansion pack element to it. It was just like there were never enough items for it. No, not at all. Uh, would you guys consider the <laughs> the Dreamcast to be a build experiment? No, <laughs> no, because like most of the company went under with that. Like, they were already in, like, a dire-ass situation prior to the Dreamcast. Uh, so I think you said it didn't work out financially. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, can, I, do, I can tell you a failed experiment in regards to that, though, was I think it was the VMU. It was, like, a really good idea, but uh, where it failed was that whole battery issue. Oh god, the watch it took watch batteries. That was ridiculous. Yeah, which are a pain to install, a pain to get out, a pain to find. But like it was this adorable idea, like you're playing Soul Calibur and you look down at the little device and it's like here's this chipified version of your character kind of swinging. Um I wanna say it was with uh, is it Evolution, that dungeon crawler game? Right, yeah. Where, like, you look down at that thing and the VMU is being used like a map. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, and see, like, they're trying to do that with uh, the Wii U and with infinitely less success. And I think it's because the VMU was kind of like an ex- an unobtrusive extra. And also, too, I remember on the game... Uh, Techromancer, you could download little mini games onto it. Yeah, that was the better way to make money in that game was to play those little mini games. Yeah. I talk about the the kings of fucking uh, 
what's the topic again? What's the failed word? experiments. Failed experiments. King is obviously Nintendo. It is so much bad shit that they've done. It's just weird. Like, oh, like the, uh, the vert, like the uh, the uh, the power glove. Yeah. Yeah, the power. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up on my phone. I can't remember exactly what it was, but for the PlayStation, there I remember there was the a li- pocket station. Yes, and then you could do something with Final Fantasy VIII with that thing. And I'm trying to remember. Yeah, something. there was like some weird like Chocobo game. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Man, thank you. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I think it was only in Japan though. Yeah. Pocket station. Yep. God, they were clever with that. Um. I think this might have just been some weird third party thing that I got, but I got in this big, huge device attached to my Game Boy Advance. It was a TV tuner, so I could actually watch TV. Oh yeah, on my Game Boy Advance. That's, That's hilarious. It, How was the image quality? It was really bad, but uh, I could. Yeah, there's watch, a, there's there's yeah. more than one failed experiment because, like, I think they tried to. What is it? Release episodes of TV shows on the GBA. Like they put the episodes on the car on these cartridges. Yeah. Like one of them is like uh, an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and it's just like really kind of like pixelated, low quality. But it's you know <laughs> it's the actual video. Like it'd be interesting to see what would what would have how that would have changed the landscape. If that succeeded, yeah. Oh man! Uh, and then there was the um. I still have a PSP UMDs. <laughs> oh yeah, I got some more for you. I've been collecting them. <laughs> <laughs> From where? Goodwill. Yeah, just all over the place. I gotta send, <laughs> I'm just gonna send them to you at some point. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um. <laughs> Then there was the Game Boy. Yeah, I have hackers on. Hackers on UMD. That's tight. That's just tight. Yeah. The first season of Stanford and Son. Huh. Oh shit! Hell yes! Mm-hmm. I fucking love that show. <laughs> Red Fox was the man. Yeah, it, and I think it's I think it's because like I'm gonna turn into Sanford when I become an old man. I'm coming at Elizabeth. That's well, well, mainly talking to my kid like, shut up, you big dummy. Why you leave me? I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that stuff. Um, would the Game Boy printer be considered a failure? I, I mean, it wasn't used for a lot. <laughs> that thing was just weird. Yeah. I recently ordered one for my Game Boy camera. Ah. It uses receipt paper. Yeah, like, who was that for? It's for the Game Boy camera. No, I mean, who was like, I really want to take pictures with the camera on my Game Boy and then print Me. them out. I was just weird. <laughs> like, you could, you could never tell what the fuck was on those pictures. No. You just had to adjust the contrast and get the right light when you took your shot. Oh man, the nineties were such a weird ass time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's, um, all, that's all I can think of. I've got a different direction in regards to a failed experiment. Mm. I'm talking about a whole genre of games. Mm. I'm talking about uh, what, what was it? FMV? Mm. <laughs> Some full motion video games? Crypt Killer. I played a lot of that. I mean, Area 51. Yeah, uh, anyone who had the Sega CD was very familiar with that because the Sega CD came packed with a little uh, little number called Sewer Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Sewer Shark, which was just—I don't know—it was—it was—it was something. It was a very confusing game, a very hard to control game, and you spent most of it being yelled at by some like wannabe drill sergeant. <laughs> Telling you suck at shooting things, regardless of how well or poor you do. What is the sewer shark? It's a sort of like subterranean vehicle that kills giant rats and bats and other mutated freaks of nature. It's what you played as? Uh, no, you played as pilots of the sewer shark. Oh, it's a vehicle. Yeah. It's not a shark that lives in the sewer. No. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, I want to say uh, there you know, some of the ones that are that live in Infamy, uh, Night Trap. Yeah. I never really played that one. Um, I can't really think of any others worth mentioning. Yeah, Night Trap. <laughs> Um. Yeah, no, I can't. I got nothing else. Um. Mm, what other game genres kind of died off? Um. It's hard to say. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I can't really think of any other genres per se. I mean, like maybe just like those laser disc games in the arcade as an extension of uh, FMV. Hmm. But like, were you guys ever able to play any of those? Every time I found one in the arcade, it never worked. No, I never got a chance to. Oh man. Um, eh, no, we still oh, see. I'm pretty I sure there was know. actually a laser disc console, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, you could, if you, anyone's familiar with the YouTube channel GameSack, uh, they, where they like kind of just like go over old games, old consoles, whatever. You should be able to find that laser disc system on there. And it was like a convoluted mess. Well, that, that was the, the console that Sony and Nintendo were going to work on to make together. Wasn't it? I, I think so. The Philips CD. It was it was something like that. It like could connect to like other consoles and actually if you added this convoluted setup you could actually play like Sega C D games and other shit. Yeah. It was I, really weird. Because I remember the, the next console that Nintendo was going to release after the Nintendo sixty four was gonna play CDs and it was the CDs made by Sony. But then Oh Sony, yeah, 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 yeah. Well I remember yeah, they like uh outsourced that's how you got those weird Zelda games yep. on the CDI. They were like trying to test it out. Yeah, and then Sony said, No, we so, we're, yeah. we're gonna go our own direction. 
you could kind of call that a failed experiment. Really, a lot of those um, that like first generation of CD based consoles, like the CDI, the 3DO, the um, I want to say there was one more, but I can't remember the name of it, or, or like the Jaguar. Yeah, Jaguar trying to jump to 64 during 16 bit. <laughs> Or that, or the handheld game dot com that came and went rather quickly. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I wanted one of those so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were gonna um, put like Resident Evil Two on it. Mm-hmm. I think they were gonna put like I just looked at the names of all the games they were gonna be on with like no consideration as to how they would actually look and play, but I wanted one so bad. Yeah, there's so many handhelds. There's Wonder Swan. There was Neo Geo. Pocket and Neo Geo just yeah Neo Geo Pocket was sad because that was a quality piece of machinery right there and the games on there are fun as shit well yeah because they were trying it's... to t- just trying to mimic what was done in the arcade which was awesome yeah yeah it was just too obscure is yeah. the real and maybe only problem yeah. yeah it would probably kill if it came out like now but back in the day before yeah you'd be, like really order things off the internet. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's really it. Uh, um, um, what was it? Speaking of failed uh, handhelds, let's talk about maybe the most infamous. <laughs> you want to take a guess at what that is? PSP Go? No. That's strike one. Either you want to take another guess? I'm not quite sure the one you're thinking about. I'm not. I'm not really sure which one. Maybe it's something about. we used to talk shit a lot about. The engage, gentlemen. The engage. Oh shit! That thing. Fucking Gizmondo. Gizmondo. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember. We actually talked about that in. <laughs> oh yeah, the on Gizmondo the, on the podcast a long <laughs> time ago. Oh yeah. It was mainly engage. that name. It was such a big deal. But the I remember at one point me and Joe saw a guy playing an engage at a school we both went to and <laughs> we're sitting there trying not to laugh. Because it was supposed to be a phone and a handheld at the same time. Yeah. Was, it was the most side goofy. Talking. God. They tried side talking. Yeah, it was the most Yeah, I remember like anytime I saw any sort of promotional material for it, it was always running Tomb Raider. <laughs> it was not good. Yeah, with your janky ass PS1 graphics. Oh man. Um I feel I can think of. I can't. Uh, There's a lot. There was a lot. The Dreamcast had a lot of crazy peripherals, like the, and I guess even further back with PS One, they had like a fishing rod peripheral. Oh yeah, yeah. Dreamcast had one too for that like, like super good uh fishing game, that bass fishing game. Uh, the yeah. arcade one was fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it was only used for one game, but um, the um, Steel Battalion thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, just just that price tag. Merciful Christ. That monstrosity. How much was it? 
was like a couple hundred or something? It's like two hundred, like two fifty or some shit. <laughs> nope. Yeah, big ass controller with complicated buttons. It's it's like I see so all that. Game. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I see all that. And I'm like, oh my god, this is all I ever wanted. Yes, and they're like two hundred and fifty dollars. No. <laughs> Maybe you can afford it now. Yeah, I'd have to save up a few checks. Well, I mean, it's probably like cheaper now. You're probably finding that a goodwill. I wouldn't be surprised. You yeah. know what? It would probably show up there. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't understand what they're giving away. Mm, indeed. The memories. The legacy. The legacy. I call Bobo. Oh, pumpernickel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's... Uh, all I can think of. I don't think I can think of anything else. Post N64 Nintendo. All a failed experiment. Oh, that's cold. That's <laughs> Oh. Yeah. I'd say the cube is worth it for Smash Melee in the Metroid Prime series. Yeah. The game keeps it okay. Not great, but it's okay. Oh, oh yeah. RE, yeah. Uh, RE remakes. One and zero. Yeah. It was kind of like the Dreamcast. Yeah. It had some gems, but they kind of just, I don't know. Didn't work out. Yeah. That controller. God. It definitely looked like it was from another planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking hated that controller. It's pretty bad. Um, definitely man. strange. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. It's good stuff, though. I'm, I mean, there is a, a lot more probably could have. Yeah, anyway. we probably could have gone on a lot longer with that. But I think we covered a uh, lot. Yeah, covered a lot of ground. All right, let's do some some uh, recommendations. Last, what you've been playing, uh, Mike? How would you go first? Uh, a little bit of South Park, but Jumper Kill has been on this one. Me and Jumper Kill have got into Resident Evil Six co-op this week. Oh yeah, it's fun. Uh, we've been playing the Chris campaign. Yeah, which is a little weird. I thought it was going to be a lot more Gears of War. It kind of is, except we keep running out of ammo. Yeah, a little strange. It's kind of like it's it's kind of like the campaign you don't want that to happen in. Hmm. Brandon, I will give you this much. There was some degree of balance to it in the sense that usually when I've run out, I would find some more. It yeah, might not be like, the ammo I want, but it was something. You're always just, uh, yeah, you're always like reloading from an empty magazine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's weird. But it's a fun-ass game, like... People like to like shit on that game just because it's like. Well, it's where the story five, went completely insane. Well, five was an escalation of four, and then six was kind of an escalation of five. 
and like the action is really over the top. It's it's a really fun, entertaining game. It's kind of like when people complain about uh, Splinter Cell Conviction. They're like, oh, it's like well, I hate this shit. It's a really good game. It's not like the other Splinter Cells, but it's still a little amazing game. And this game, it just feels like playing a fucking 80s action movie. It's so fun. Yeah, really. Especially mm-hmm. co-op. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, um, Lyle, how about you? Um, outside of that, which again I can you know reiterate, fun. I haven't gotten around to starting it up yet because if I did, I wouldn't have watched anything for something we recorded earlier and just been a really bad host. Um, I got on that Steam sale and bought myself the. I think it's the 25th anniversary edition of Grandia 2. Nice. Which is, I mean, the Grandia games in general, I haven't gotten around to playing all of them. I've only played two. Mm. But the Grandia games stand out because they have a really, really fun combat system. So it's uh, turn-based. However, the movement is kind of done... Not necessarily real time, but movement factors in to your turn. It's like semi real time or something. Yeah, it's of. like semi real time. Where it's like your character will have to move a certain degree of space in order to make an attack, and in some cases the movement might take up your whole turn. To like play onto this, there's a interruption system where if uh you set yourself to attack someone midway through their movement cycle, you can actually kind of counter them. And, you know, knock them back momentum-wise. Yeah. That's why you can, like, intercept attacks and then set yourself up for an additional attack later on. And it's hard to, like, really put, like, how fun it is into words just describing the mechanics to you. Once you get into it, you know, it's one of the rare few games where, like, frequent random encounters won't get to you. Mm -hmm. You'll just be, like, obsessed with, like, okay, can I get through this one without getting hit? Okay. All right, good, perfect. All right, all right. See what happens with the next one. Ooh, I gotta fight this guy. All right, let me let's maneuver this guy here. Move this guy there. All right, like like you can end up like doing like formations and shit with your characters. It's it having fun combat in a JRPG is something that often gets uh, overlooked. Like. People just want it to be serviceable. They're more concerned with their story or their like leveling mechanics or something like that. And that goes a long way. And that was one of the two reasons why I love that game so much. The other is the story and the characters are really good. Um Yeah, Grandia 2 is just it's just a really good game that kind of like falls into the shadow of Final Fantasy blah 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 and just the tyranny of Square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you, whenever you get a chance on, I would like highly recommend you play the first Grandia. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really fun. It, the voice acting is really nice, especially if you like the one from uh, Grandia Two. Mm-hmm. It's very high quality, and the game is really long and it's very funny too. The characters are very okay. lovable, and it's it's really well done. That would be a nice change of pace from. 2 because well I mean 2 had some really funny moments it had some really charming characters but 2 gets dark 
It does. Coop uh, gets fucking like grim and ghastly, and like, why am I alive? <laughs> Grandia, the first one. It, I mean, it goes in a direction where things get a little serious, it's, it's, but it's very lighthearted. Yeah, it's more like the upbeat, peppy. I want to be an adventure. Yes, it makes me. It, oh god, I love the first Grandia because it just you get so excited because they're so excited for being an adventurer and traveling the world and experiencing mm. all these things and it's just yeah watching them live it all through it's uh it just it makes you happy inside when you when you play it mm-hmm. it's a very, okay it's a very good game um cool uh the game i have been playing square released a new mobile game and uh so it's called of course their name is really out there final fantasy brave Ex Exivus Exivus. Is this tied to Bravely Default? No, that's actually an entirely different series from the Final Fantasy series. In fact, it has nothing to do with Final Fantasy. It's like oh, and it's made by Level Five actually, which Square. Sorry, by Square. No, no, no. It, I, it's. I'm it, displaying my cluelessness here. Well, it's it's a series. It's one of their newer series, but it has. It's only. It's made by Level Five, but Square Enix owns Level Five. So I, they're publishing it, but but um, Level Five is the ones making it, and everyone really is starting to love Level Five because they're being seen as the new Square Enix. Their games have a have like that nice old school uh, SquareSoft type feel to it, and that's why everyone is really like loving what they're doing so far. Um, mm-hmm. Bravely Default is pretty darn good too. Um, in this new game, it's pretty much an original adventure, new characters. Uh, the two main, main characters, his name is called Rain. He's this blonde-haired guy with a big sword. And then this other character, La, Last, Lastless, Lawless, I even pronounce it. Like, long long black hair, and he uses magic. It's a weird... What's this game called? It's called Final Fantasy Brave Excubus. What's it for? Android and iOS. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's... It's a new Final Fantasy adventure, pretty much. Uh, the story is kind of mediocre and cliche. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a there's a crystals. I mean, there are crystals. That is exactly the, sto- the story. There's an evil villain guy, and he's breaking the a crystal, and you got to get the crystals, and that's pretty much the story. Um, yeah, that's all the old games. Yeah. Um, sorry to burst the bubble of like. <laughs> Are you old school purists, but I've heard one too many people bitch and moan about seven and eight, so now I'm gonna make fun of your precious crystals. Well, I mean if you think about it, Final Fantasy one through five is pretty much that same type of plot line over and over again. Yo, dog, I heard you like crystals. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um so yeah, that's all I've been playing really. Uh it's okay, I guess. I'll dig into it a bit more. I like the music and the the art. So it reminds me very much of the old school Final Fantasy games, but it also has that ugh, nasty mobile feel to it, which I hate to say that, uh, but it's the same type of setup where you have, uh, there's a map with nodes on it, and then you complete a whole bunch of quests, and then you, it's ugh, it's the same mm-hmm. typical mobile RPG type thing, and it's just, it's getting tiring, but anyway... Mm-hmm. That's that. Uh, let's move on to letting people know where our shows are. Mike, where can they find your show? Up your ass. 
Ooh. Yeah, it's on SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, radio. Um, we all of our shows are on heylistenradio.com. We have uh, you can find us just Hey Listen Radio on iTunes, Android, and Google Play. Um, we're at Twitter. There's Twitter for Hey Listen Radio. Twitter, Twitter, and that is just a feed of all of our shows. Find that. Um, if I am on Twitter. My Twitter name is uh, oh hyper nineties. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at four twenty yellow swag blaze one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think that's it. All right, Lionel. Oh, we're on Facebook oh, too. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, hey, listen, radio. And you can find me at Chronic Blaze Smoker. Yeah, I give up. I wasn't kidding. That actually is my current Instagram name. <laughs> That's silly. I'm trying to hide from some people. Ah, I see. Got to hide out in the cut. Um, yeah, and the off chance you like anime on top of video games. Uh, I have an anime podcast on all those places Mike mentioned. It's called The Old Taku Connection. And at the time that you're hearing this, the episode coming out will be, I want to say, One Punch Man? Yep. Yeah, One Punch Man, which people have been apparently shouting at us to do for a while now and I've just kind of danced around it for reasons sorry folks um, this episode came out a bit late uh, so no it's not One Punch Man I believe it'll be our second take on My Hero Academia uh, yeah and the off chance you want to talk to me directly and shout at me the things I should talk about on the show I'm on Twitter at Old Taku Connect. No, you're not. Um, I have an account on Twitter called Old Taku Connect that I rarely <laughs> check. Yeah. Is that apt enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Send me messages. Give me more reason to check it. Send him nudes. No. That'll dick pics. That'll scare me away. That'll frighten me. Elephant dick pics. Oh if you do that, I will come to your house and pee on your wall. Oh God! Doing uh. that right now. <laughs> um, if you do that, I will eat everything in your fridge and leave nothing but bread. Mm. All right, where so we can find <laughs> this show? Um, uh, on Twitter at NAGP returns, and yeah, video game stuff. Holy crap! Elephants have huge dicks. Oh my god. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Alright, let's do some final thoughts. Wow. Oh, oh dear. Jesus, Trump. Oh my. Um, That's disturbing. Uh, I, I want to go first this time. Um, final thoughts. VR bubble, it's happening. Uh, Lionel, how about you? Um, 
I don't know, some silly shit's going on with Sega and Sonic, but at least it's not people being, like, angry and hateful. (laughs) So that's nice. Uh, weird shit in the UK. Um, yeah, I hope you get that shit figured out, man. I hope they do. Yeah, a lot of people with more views on VR. VR is a thing. You know, so enjoy. Uh, How about you, Mike? Any final thoughts? When you lose... Don't lose the message. His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Um, I got another final thought. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Smoke weed every day. Alright. Fuck hey, Nick I- Cannon. <laughs> but Dad, Nick Cannon's Chappelle. hilarious. You know what, son? You're acting like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs>